You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And on the front page of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, David Raleigh reports that the city gets ready for the surge. As Limerick gets set for the Easter Bank holiday weekend, a temporary mortuary is being kitted out at Sarsfield Army Barracks to cater for the bodies of coronavirus victims. It is one of a number of temporary structures that have been constructed in Limerick over recent weeks as preparations continue to deal with an expected surge in COVID-19 cases. A spokeswoman at the Department of Untishuk confirmed that the barracks had been identified as a suitable site to assist with temporary mortuary capacity. She said the government is working on the provision of appropriate infrastructure and sites where suitable. We are still at the preparation phase, getting the country ready to deal with the surge when it comes. Also on page one of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, Alan Jakes reports that the Irish cement oral hearing due to take place this month has been postponed. The hearing scheduled to take place in May has been postponed with the Environmental Protection Agency citing COVID-19 restrictions as a reason for the postponement. We will bring you more on that in print and online at limerickpost.ie as the story develops and both those stories are available in full on page one of this week's Limerick Post newspaper. And on page six of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, Councillor Sarah Coyley of Fine Gael spoke to reporter Alan Jakes about the rise in what she described as reckless behaviour with a rise in city house parties in Limerick. Concerns have been raised over significant rise in reckless behaviour as Gardaí received reports of house parties being held in different areas of the city. Fine Gael councillor Sarah Coyley told the Limerick Post that she had been contacted by a number of residents from Hyde Road, Balnacorra Weston and Castle Troy in relation to weekend house parties. For some, when we say house party in this current situation, she says, we immediately think of the app. Unfortunately, that's not the case for others. Last weekend alone, I was told there is a significant rise in such reckless behaviour. These people are downright disrespectful and have no idea how their behaviour is impacting on their neighbours, their community and our health system, Councillor Sarah Coyley said. You can read that story in full on page 6 of this week's Limerick Post newspaper. And on LimerickPost.ie with our coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic, Untishuk Leo Varadkar has announced the current restrictions on movement in place to combat the spread of COVID-19 or coronavirus due to expire on Sunday, April 12th, have now been extended for a further three weeks until May 5th. In an address to the nation yesterday evening, Untishuk said although the spread of the virus has slowed, it has not stopped and said we cannot become complacent. We cannot become complacent, we cannot lose focus, he said, noting this is difficult but it is making a difference. And he had this to say. Throughout our history, Good Friday has had a special meaning. It's a day associated with suffering and sacrifice and sorrow. And also with new beginnings, the promise of rebirth and renewal and better days to come. It's also the day an agreement was signed in Belfast to bring peace to our island, ending the troubles in the north. During the worst year of those troubles, the poet Seamus Heaney spoke about what was happening and predicted that if we winter this one out, we can summer anywhere. I know these words have provided inspiration to many Irish people as we deal with this emergency. They remind us that we are in this together, that we can get through it and that better days will come. To the Irish people, I say thank you. Thank you for your forbearance and for the sacrifices you've made so far. I know that many people are feeling frustrated, captive, and I know the fine weather makes that even harder. We all want to be outside. We want to be with friends and family. 
We want to see the mountains and the sea. We want to feel that we can go anywhere. We want to be free. And I know it is very difficult, but every sacrifice that we make is helping to save lives. It's making sure that our health service is not overwhelmed. It's making things a little easier for those working on the front line and those backing them up, whether it's support staff, administrators, or partners at home. Because the vast majority of people have heeded the advice of the experts, we've been able to interrupt the spread of the virus. We've been able to shelter the most vulnerable and protect them. Your sacrifices are making a difference. We've slowed the spread of the virus considerably, but unfortunately we have not stopped its spread. We all know people who are suffering and grieving at this time. Too many have died, and sadly more will die and get sick before this is over. So today's message is that we cannot be complacent and we cannot lose focus. What we're doing is difficult, but it is making a difference and we have to keep going. We need to persevere and we need to maintain our discipline and resolve. The restrictions we introduced two weeks ago were set to expire on Sunday. Today, the expert recommendation is to extend them for a further three weeks until Tuesday, May 5th. The government has accepted this recommendation. I know many of us would like to know when things will go back to normal and life will be as it was. We are working towards that time and we're planning carefully so that we get there safely. The truth is nobody knows for certain when that will be or how our lives will be different when it comes. All we can do for now is to take one day at a time, to think of others and to choose hope and solidarity over self-interest and fear. Your decisions will save lives. What may be an inconvenience for some will be life-saving for others. So I'm calling on everyone to do what is asked of them, to be tolerant and compassionate, to think about each other before we think about ourselves. Nothing greater will be asked of any of us. In one of his best collections of poems, Heaney celebrated what he described as the human chain of help that can bring out and bring about an almost miraculous recovery. As Heaney wrote, we were all the more together for having had to turn and walk away. In the days ahead, we must continue to turn and walk away from each other and from doing things we would like to do. But we will be all the more together for having done so. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay at home. Thank you very much. And in this week's episode of the Limerick Post Show with Megan Scully, she caught up with Dance Limerick to tell us all about a new project. The band Pity of the Sea talk about their debut album, and she also speaks to Damien Clark, psychologist, and Zeminar co-founder. I've also caught up with Ogi O'Kelleher, an author and teacher, and he tells us all about his new podcast as part of this week's show and the We Are Limerick podcast, and he had this to say. So uh, one of the reasons you're here to chat to us today is about a podcast that you've started. That's right, yeah, and um, in another guise, uh, I'm, a, I'm a writer, and i particularly known for two books that I published, Kupla, uh, which is uh, here, and the second book, uh, Catrish, uh, which is here. So both of those books are on 
the new junior cycle Irish course. Um, Couple is, is a short novel and uh, Catfish is a collection of short stories. Uh, so I started a, a, a podcast. Well, actually, first of all, I was, I was booked to visit a number of schools in April and May. And obviously, with the uh, COVID-19 crisis, that's, uh, I had to cancel all that. Um, and as a, I suppose, as a gesture to, to those schools and to all the students around the country who are studying my books, uh, I said I'd start the podcast and I suppose uh, imagine that I was standing in front of maybe a year group in whatever school I was yeah. visiting and to give them that kind of experience of the, the writer in schools uh, experience virtually. But it must be difficult going from uh, speaking to an actual room of people to just speaking to a microphone. Did it, did it take you a while to adjust to that? It did, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 and I, I don't know if I still adjusted to it, but um, again, uh, the, the, the experience in school of dealing with uh, technology and iPads and um, all the different programs and recording programs, I'm involved a lot with drama in the school as well and putting videos together and uh, right. recording songs and things of like that sort. Um, it wouldn't be totally alien to me. And uh, with the podcast, how have they been received by the pupils? Um, the feedback I'm getting is 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 very uh, encouraging. Yeah. Um, after the first first podcast, there was very good uh, feedback and also very constructive feedback uh, as regards maybe uh, little bits of information that I could add to it and um, in making the podcast shorter as well because. Yeah. Um, the first one I put out was about 20 minutes, which was maybe a bit long for, for a junior research student, especially who's listening at home and has other distractions going on around them. With, with the podcast, where, where can people find it? And I, I imagine it's open to everybody. It is, yeah. yeah. yeah it's free and it's, uh, it's on Apple Podcasts now and it's on Spotify and it's on SoundCloud and one or two other platforms. I think it might be on YouTube as well. Uh, but uh, podcast for or podcast dash ogie, uh, so that's uh, O G I E with a big O, and um, that's how people can can come across it. And um, I suppose if people could could, could uh, give it a five star rating, maybe and um, be like a, nice a little, uh, little <laughs> review underneath it, it'll be it'll be it'll be nice. Uh, there's there's a story from from China uh, when they when the coronavirus hit. China and the schools were all the the, the 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 teachers were using a certain app and to to distribute the homework and the kids quickly found out of course that if you give an app once enough one star rating <laughs> the app store that uh, the 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 app store uh, automatically deletes the app. <laughs> well, you have to appreciate them uh, banding together there and causing some kind of yeah. protest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ogi, thanks so very much for joining us. And, no problem. Uh, I hope everything goes well with the, the, the podcast and things hopefully oh, get back yeah. to normal before the exams. We're on a bit of a break at the moment for Easter, but after Easter, it, it, it'll be back online again. Lovely. And uh, I'm not sure we'll be, we'll be back in school, but I'll, 
uh, whatever the situation is, we'll, we'll keep going with it anyways. Exactly. Brilliant. Thanks a million. Have a good day. No problem. Welcome back to the Limer Post Show. I'm delighted to be joined by Damien Clark, psychologist and co-founder of Zeminar. How are you getting on? Good, yes, very good from a very quiet Dublin. I live in the, the middle of the city, in the city centre, and it is eerily quiet outside. So, yeah. like everybody else, strange times. I've seen your Instagram and I've gone around, and I have to say, all the artwork in the city is stunning, which you'd never notice when you're just walking around the busy streets. I know, I know. So, I've had a little bit of time in my hands. I used that 30 minutes outside to try, try and do something productive, try and do something that helps me to take my mind off myself so instagram is a, is a useful tool for that i'm enjoying it yeah i am i'm the same as well now let's get right into it you were co-founder of seminar which we're going to touch on in a little while but first of all you're a psychologist can you tell me like why yeah. you went down that route and why psychology yeah so my original background is actually marketing and japanese i did that wow. at dcu yeah a bit random i spent a year in tokyo um and kind of worked in marketing for six, six, seven years. I didn't really feel it at the time, probably just didn't get into the right role. Went off to Australia to find myself and try and get into some altruistic work and that didn't work. So I came home and I'd always had sort of an inclination that I'd like to, to get into psychology, but I didn't back myself really. I didn't apply myself particularly well on the leaving cert, uh, didn't get the points. So um, I suppose when I came back from Australia, I started to just try and get into different types of work, volunteer work. Um, and one of the organizations I started to work with was the Samaritans. So I spent a bit of time there on helplines, uh, listening to people throughout the country. And I just enjoyed the work. I just enjoyed being useful for the first time in what felt like a long time. So that was like my, my moment, my calling. So um, I decided to start, start again, went back to UC. CD did a HTIP in, psych HTIP in psychology, it was like a fast track degree. And then luckily I applied for the doctorate in Trinity College uh, in counseling psychology. And um, so I'm way more interested in the you know, people side of stuff. Uh, the counseling was probably more suitable choice for me. I'm less interested in the assessment side of things, if I'm, if I'm honest. So I worked my way through three years of uh, a doctorate, did a thesis on social media and body image, which was really interesting, uh, focusing on teenagers. So it's been a long road, but it's a really worthwhile road. So if anyone's out there uh, interested in psychology, I thoroughly recommend it, but be prepared for a lot of hard work. I like the way though you you like you know you didn't you went down the marketing route first to the Australia thing so you just kind of show yeah. that you don't need to make your mind up when you're in school like you can change career at any point I think that's a lot of people think that they have to do a college course and that's it but you don't you can you can you can change every couple of years if you want yeah like so the average person is probably going to change their career four or five times now I went back to college when I was 29 so um I've been out of college for six or seven years at that stage. So I went back um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it might feel like a bit of a, a dint in the pride or the ego that you kind of have to go back and you're watching people sort of go forward in, the, in their lives. But, um, you know, time passes. That's yeah. the way I was trying to Time passes and the time will pass. And if you're doing something you, you don't enjoy in five years time, if you don't change it, you're still going to be doing that thing. I understand that people have different commitments that they have to um, adhere to but um, for me I, I didn't have too many commitments other than finding something that I loved so um, I was in that luxurious position of being able to sort of start from scratch and just go for it. And in other news on page 16 of this week's Limerick Post newspaper Nicole Glennon writes that UL students are looking for a no detriment grading policy. 
Thousands of students at the University of Limerick are calling for the implementation of a no-detriment grading policy to ensure their end-of-year examination grades do not suffer as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. A no-detriment policy ensures students obtain at least their average grade for the year, provided they pass the semester. The system has been implemented by a number of universities in the UK and means students with a passing grade will finish with a final grade that's either the same or higher than their grade prior to disruptions caused by the COVID-19 outbreak. More than 2,500 students have signed a UL petition to implement a no-detriment policy ahead of the upcoming examinations. You can read that story in full on page 16 of this week's Limerick Post newspaper. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. For more news, sports, art, entertainment and much, much more, you can visit limerickpost.ie or pick up a copy of the Limerick Post newspaper. And to keep up to date with all Limerick news, you can follow the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels or visit limerickpost.ie. We really are keeping Limerick posted.